Hey everybody, we're back. It's uh, it's Kelly Dixon with the Breaking uh, Breaking Bad. Isn't that terrible? No, with the, wow. no, 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 I want to keep that part. Down. No, all right, all right. All right. with the Better Call Saul Insider Podcast. It's so funny because our family is kind of the same, so it's like it just feels like we're back together with the that's true with the, with the Breaking Bad. But uh, the Better Call Saul Insider Podcast. Thanks everybody for listening. Um, we're going to talk about episode one hundred and five, and one hundred and five is called Alpine Shepherd Boy, and it was written by Bradley Paul. And directed by Nicole Cassell. Or Cassell. One of our new directors this year. Wonderful, wonderful director. She's done a lot of indie stuff. Um, I think a friend of mine has done some editing for She her. directed the Woodsman. the Woodsman, which so is an incredible good. movie. Anybody that hasn't seen that should see that. Um, I'm here with Vince Gilligan. Hey, hey, hey. Co-creator of Better Call Saul. With the other co-creator of Better Call Saul, Peter Gould. Hi-oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're here with a special guest, um... Uh, also, Ray Seahorn, who plays Kim. Hi, yeah. Uh, my assistant and sometimes co-editor, Chris McCaleb. Hello. And Vince's assistant, uh, Jen Carroll. Hi. Hey, great. Thanks, everybody, for showing up today. Today is uh, Saturday. We're here on Saturday afternoon. So and I guess and the- it's still Valentine's Day. Yes. <laughs> and we just found out we just found this podcast is a uh, top ten. On iTunes. We did. I have a friend uh, who, who emailed me about 20 minutes ago. My friend Steve uh, emailed me about 20 minutes ago and said, Hey, Kelly, your po- I just opened up the podcast app, I guess, on AT- on, uh, on iTunes or iTunes or it's Apple. The Apple, the Apple the podcast, podcast. app. And, and, he said, uh, and he sent me a photo of it, and he said that we were actually top five. But then when Peter opened it up, we were actually top seven or something. Hey. And as of this recording, it's at number 17. So it's, Seriously? Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> but hey. thank you, everybody. This is so awesome for Thanks us for because, listening. I mean, we're like up there with all the, like, all the great ones, like uh, 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 Serial is in there and... And NPR Fresh Air. Yeah, and This American Life, one of my very favorites. But keep listening because we have the truth about Adnan. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna wow. get into that. It's, yeah, we got we're gonna we got some really? we got some shocking new evidence about Adnan. I actually have done some triangulation on the phone calls, uh, and it's it's hidden actually in inside uh, inside this episode. Oh, okay, right. As a former Best Buy employee, I feel like I have a lot to add to That's this right. conversation. Was there a pay, was there a payphone inside your Best Buy? That's my question. In in two thousand five, yes. Yes, there right. was. Right. There we go. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so lost. I'm the only person that's yeah, Vince, you, Vince is, I haven't uh, heard cereal. Vince is like, I like so cereal. Like cereal's not, delicious. Yeah. Uh, uh, exactly. Anyway, we should uh, we should get along with uh, with episode 105, and um, I guess we could start with um, all of our titles up to now, and I believe all of our titles after this episode all end in the letter O. And this one would have too. <laughs> we what happened? Talk about this. We desperately wanted to call this episode Jello. Jello. And, and what happened? Uh, we they were we were not allowed to name the episode Jello, and it kind of it kind of harshed our buzz and slowed our roll in terms of ending every uh, title with an O. Because really? that's actually where it started. I don't I know if we want to talk about that, but that's where it's, that, it was at the lunch table. And yeah, we started, it, yeah. it was, it was uh, talking about calling it Jello, and then it was like, whoa, it's at, w- I think you guys both were like, everyone could end in O, and we started just brainstorming words that end in O and figuring out, oh, that's kind of like that episode, that's, and then we were like, you know, searching words that end in O. Yeah. It was like, it was like a really advanced game of Scrabble. Yeah, yeah. 
Like huh. Miho, Nacho, mm-hmm. and then with, well, then we, well, then we figured, well, you call the first one Uno, which means one. And, you know, and I'll, I'll, I'll joke it aside. You know it, what, it, though? It, it, uh, hey, M&M's was not allowed to be used in E.T., and look, it was the best thing that happened for uh, It's going to be really Reese's good pieces. for Alpine Shepherd. Right. Although, having said that, Reese's Pieces uh, is still <laughs> outsold by M&M's about a billion to one, <laughs> even after E.T. Put them on yes, the map. but it's not on the E.T. movie. That's true. It's not E.T.'s favorite tree. So it's called Alpine Shepherd Boy because... Because Bradley Paul, who wrote this episode and did an excellent job writing it, mm. uh, I like that title. And of course, it's a reference to uh, Mrs. Strauss, who comes down on her on her stair chair. <laughs> comes in a view. Is that what those are called? Yeah. I, well, I, 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 that may not be the proper uh, industry term, but I call it a. Stair it's the Harmar Stairlift. The oh, Harmar really Stairlift. The Thank Harmar you, Corporation was thrilled. <laughs> No, seriously, they were, and uh, they're and they're a wonderful product, uh, which helps a lot of people uh, with mobility issues. Uh, was used in this episode, <laughs> and the uh, the actress uh, Carol Her- Herman. Carol Herman Carol is a really sweet very lady. funny, very, an excellent actress. But she comes down into view and she says, "I found the Alpine Shepherd boy," <laughs> and it's. <laughs> it's just, she also has my favorite line on her uh, on her audition. She said. Mm-hmm. Moxie is in such short supply these days. Yes. <laughs> did you guys install the chair? The I did personally. No, but I, I, mean, I was there I with the screw gun. Did you, you guys know. install that? Yes, our, 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 okay. our, uh, our excellent uh, uh, W. Gilpin and his excellent construction team uh, put it into that house. And Nikki, which is, and Nikki Cassell selected the location. I think it was one of the which reasons. Which is a location. Se- she selected yeah. that location partially to set up that sh- great shot she has. Yeah. We're going a little bit out of order here. That great shot she has with uh, with Bob in the foreground yeah. and the, uh, the stair I chair in the background. That well, that's shot. one of the things that, that is kind of a hallmark of, of Breaking Bad and also this show. That, you know, the, the one thing that you, you have always said, Vince, that you like to have things that you don't normally see on television you like to see on television like long shots that take that you know you're very patient with that so we uh we that that i that's love that's a wonder and it sits there and i mean you're it, it sits there and it sits there and then it sits there some more and then and i love it i yeah. love it it makes me laugh every time nikki uh nikki casella directed this episode did a wonderful job i love i love her shot making this episode and nikki uh, came to us through Melissa Bernstein, our, our uh, excellent producer, who had worked with uh, Nikki on Rectify, because because Melissa also produces Rectify and Halt and Catch Fire. Uh, she's lazy. She's that she's Melissa. the laziest person I know. <laughs> <laughs> she needs to work more. Right. She's timed it out very well, so she'll come back and do uh, second season of Better Call Saul. But we we miss her. We, we miss her. I miss her a lot. Her. She's uh, over in Atlanta and. Uh, you know who I less, uh, miss uh, is that little booger, that little uh, son of hers. He's yeah. the cutest little guy. Yeah, he really yeah. is. Our boy. Yeah, our boy. Any, anyway. And it's a unique episode. It goes from it goes from the kind of the biggest comedy scenes that we've done, the most the most the most openly comedic scenes that mm. we did to some some very very dramatic stuff. Yeah, it is yeah. sort of a sort of the the reinvention of Saul Goodman, or excuse me, of Jimmy McGill at this point. Um, one of a couple that have happened already too. It is. So it is. Um, this show, <clears throat> this show takes some wide swings. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, 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 tonally. I mean, hopefully, always it feels in control. <laughs> hopefully, but uh, it is. It takes some wide swings. Uh, and this episode has, as Peter said, this episode has some of the widest. Well, let's start at the very beginning. A very good place to start. 
Nobody got that. Mm, I got it. <laughs> what is that? I, it's from the sound of music. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When, when you read, you begin with ABC, Kelly. You sing, you begin with. Um, okay, so uh, let's start at, at the beginning. Uh, police actually come for Chuck yeah. because the neighbor has reported him for stealing her paper, yeah. mm-hmm. which he really didn't steal. He left he, her five he, bucks. He, you know, he actually he did steal it. He did steal it. It's not actually, your choice to leave money. You still stole it. I, yeah, you know, true. I don't really think that's they're true. there because uh, I would say she's the police aren't really there because a uh, newspaper got stolen. I, I think it was more. He just looks weird. This is a guy who, who, who's been living in that house for a long time. He cut off all the electricity. He yeah. never comes out. Yeah. And then he comes lurching out with a, uh, lurching out with a space blanket, comes mm-hmm. running right up to her house. I, I think it would be kind of scary for this lady. Yeah. And then he, then he goes whirling around and heads back inside. I think but the why next should time, the police the next, be called? The next time she, he might be coming out there with a knife. I think she's scared of him. I think she's scared of him. I think she should get over it and take, I, take, yeah, take the $4.50. She's a prominent lawyer. I, my favorite, though, is I, is, is I love I'm on how her side here. I love how really? he I'm starts. On, I'm on his, that's right. But I love how he starts to spout to the law to the policeman outside. Oh, that's right. And I think if he had just opened the door and handed them the paper, they would have said, "Don't do that again," and they would have mm-hmm. left. And they would have given her back her paper, and then like, let's go have a donut. But anyway, so yeah, so they totally, yeah. you know, pull some old. So they go. Thing, like, ba- I just wear a weird blanket. I couldn't find my my robe. Yeah. And, and you know what? You know what? If he if it were Jimmy who were in this situation, I don't think that this would have ever escalated the way it did. Yeah. I think Chuck is trying to play it, uh, sort of sort of Chuckish. He's trying to he's trying to explain himself. Uh, in a sort of earnest way, and it just mm. it just gets worse and worse. Do you yeah. think Chuck doesn't know that he looks as strange as he looks, and that his behavior is as strange as it is? I mean, is that part of the problem? I what do you think? Th- what do you think? I, I I think he thinks it's distressing, but not as odd as everyone else does. Interesting. I think I think I think that's an interesting take. I think add to that, I think he is a man who is desperately trying to hold on to his dignity. Uh, and he, yeah. I think he does not. I don't think he wants to be in this position. He, he, he clearly from the first episode, he says, "I will beat this. I will get right. over this." And I think, I think he's desperately trying to hold on to his dignity. Yeah. And uh, and that's what makes it sad for me. But this is, uh, it's a scary moment. And and when that door gets kicked open by the cops, uh, excellent. Uh, uh, Photographically excellent work by Nikki and Arthur Albert, our DP, and and uh, Ted, our colorist, uh, did a great job making That's the right. making the light really blow out completely blinding white. And then uh, and then our excellent uh, sound team, uh, Nick Forshager and uh, and uh, Larry and uh, Kevin, our mixers, uh, did a great job uh, with the uh, that those sound effects that are really. I don't know how it plays on your TV, but uh, depends on your TV, I guess. But in the uh, in the audio playback in that big sound stage, it really put our teeth on edge. The when sound we, effect. Yeah, there's something, and there's there's all kinds of dental drill sounds yeah, in there, yeah. and it's really it unleashes them when they get to do something that's that's a little bit subjective like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so much of their lives are concerned with the, making the show, um, any show, sound like real life. And so when we get to do something that's sort of subjective, it, it, I, I think they, they just they just tear into it. And those guys, those I, guys I are just the best. Love, they are the best. <clears throat> they do a great job. I just want to uh, deviate a little bit. I know that you want to work with Michael McKeon, and you have done it on the X Files. Yeah. Rain Can you and Peter yeah. talk a little bit about what what your thought was in in this character, though, and and what you know why you were going to have 
Jimmy's brother have this kind of condition and where you How came up with the condition you know, and uh, to me it was, this was the the, in, the invention of uh, of Chuck was was one, maybe the key thing that happened figuring out the show because it it uh, I think our, our biggest challenge going into this was to find the humanity of this character and now it seems self evident that this guy is you know that Jimmy McGill is human and he's vulnerable and he's struggling but it, it wasn't self evident to us at the beginning and I I don't remember how it happened but. Um, we had this image of him in a position of having to take care of a family member of his, yeah. of his brother and the more we talked about this brother uh, the more I started feeling sorry for both of them yeah. I, I felt I felt emotionally connected to both of them and that, that to me was a big breakthrough because Saul Goodman as much as we loved the character as much as we loved writing him there was something uh, there was something. It was a lack of like emotional connection to him. I don't know. I, I don't know how to put it exactly. This guy. This guy grounded Saul so deeply. And I think then I, when we opened the writers' room, I think the question really was why. Why is Chuck a recluse? And we thought we thought a lot about it. And we watched uh, one movie that was uh, kind of influential for us was the movie Crumb. Which, yes. in which, oh, which our, our such a good movie. Our Crumb, and, and that's such a wonderful yep. movie. It's really, really worth seeing uh, because uh, there is the, our Crumb, who seems so odd when you meet him, uh, has gains depth when you meet his brother, who is who is twice as weird as our Crumb is. And in fact, it may be as much or more of a genius than yes. Crumb is, but can't deal with life. But and less I think, functional. And less functional. Yeah. Far and less whose functional. Name, whose name is Charles. Whose name is Charles. Yeah. And, you know, we were also, we were just, you know, we were thinking about this and uh, the, the, the dependency between the brothers. And uh, I, I, just, to me, that was where the depth of the character really started. He started popping for me at that point. Yeah. Uh, and I, that was where I got, I got really attached to him. That, that, that Crumb was, as I recall, was a definite inspiration. And this, this poor, unfortunate gentleman, the real-life gentleman in the movie, mm. is, it comes, is, it's just it's a sad, you know, uh, it's a victim of depression. And so this is not, do not take it too yes. literally. Yes. Uh, our Chuck uh, versus Jimmy, do, do not take that too literally. It was definitely an inspiration, but this is not. I wouldn't say it was much more than that. Although oh. we did allow the name to inspire us as well. That's, that's uh, that is true. I mean, it, Charles McGill is nothing like uh, Char Charles Crumb. I mean, yeah. they really, they really yeah. are two very different, yeah. two two very different guys. And I, th I think it's at this point in the show, it's it's an open question. Well, actually, this is the episode where we start <clears throat> investigating. What is this illness Chuck yeah. has? That's kind of why I brought it up. Who believes it? There who is a plan it? here. That's kind of why I brought yeah. this up. And, and I think, I think you know, and it's it's probably maddening sometimes for folks listening because you, you say, I, I get the question all the time. Where did you come up with this idea? How did you come up with that idea? Where did this come from? And I'm maddeningly vague, and I'm not being evasive or coy. I don't remember 99 times out of 100. Mm -hmm. And it's because you just... It, it all flows over you, and the, the writer's room is just endless hours, endless days, <laughs> weeks, months, and you don't remember, I don't anyway, not the way my brain is wired in particular, I don't remember who said what or who said what when, or, but, but reverse engineering it, I think it could be added here that I think one thing that intrigued us, tell me if I'm wrong, Peter, mm -hmm. if you put, at least initially as we thought of it, if you put Chuck and Jimmy together, they make one perfect lawyer. Mm -hmm. hmm. I mean, somehow, 
they fill in. Was that that line in um, uh, Rocky? I guess we fill in each other's gaps, and mm-hmm. it's like uh, mm-hmm. the one the one guy is a is an absolutely brilliant lawyer. Although Jimmy is no slouch himself as a lawyer, to be honest. But the one guy is scrupulously honest and, and abides by the strictures of the uh, New Mexico bar. The other guy does not. The other, but but the other guy uh, has this amazing ability to entertain and be and have this He's gift. Very of gab street and, smart versus book smart. Yeah, it's street smart versus book smart. And it's book smart. And if you could put them both together with a magic wand, you'd probably have the perfect lawyer. And I think that intrigued mm-hmm. us from the get go. That 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 concept. Absolutely. Yeah. They're also sort of, they seem to me like psychologically also like each other's yin and yang. Like the yeah. danger, yeah. the dangers of thinking that you are a saint and the dangers of thinking you're basically bad and yeah. that you're a bad person oh, and that both are so corrupting. Yeah. Wow. That's That's cool. well put. I hadn't thought you of that. You guys, I'm going to go now. That was good. You're smart, Ray Seahorn. Yeah. No, no. I mean, that it's it's you're smarter when you wear brains glasses. Brains and beauty. Too. You guys, and is I, it, also, I usually have a British accent. Also, that's true. This that is something people mind. don't know. That's that you're <laughs> people don't know you're actually from South London. That's right. Yeah. It is. It is. That is an amazing. I'm not doing because. That. Very because there is no actor in Hollywood anyway. It's the law now. Yes, you have right? to be from Britain to that's, be an actor or Australia. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah, a crown co- colony. Yes. So anyway, one um, of the Anzac nations. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, so so the police, <laughs> the police are basically going to take Chuck away. You know, poor Chuck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, and so the uh, next we see Jimmy pulling up in this great great location with the with the the buffalo. I guess the bison on the gate. You know, and he's oh pulling yeah, up. they were they were part of the actual. Game. They were actually they, there. they were not added by. That wasn't set dressing. That was not, <laughs> and our set. And see, that's uh, <laughs> a, a, a shout out to uh, to our, our, our excellent uh, uh, production design team. If it had been set dressed, the, the very fact you have to ask that, yeah. you, you can't tell the real from the uh, from the Hollywood. Is, is the kettle is, is for the Kettleman's? That is. That's got to be. That is. Yes. Kettleman's. It's on their mailbox. Oh, the kettle. Oh, absolutely. The kettle with a K. Yeah, yeah, I was like, that's the a kettle, very good the find. Kettle, the, the, the kettle. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. Scouting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, speaking of scouting, though, I mean, the the, fa- the fun thing about this is as we were talking about this character, this big Ricky character, we started thinking about what kind of house he'd be in. And we remembered a house that had been scouted on Breaking Bad. And this house was originally scouted as uh, a house for uh, Gretchen and Elliot. Right. And oh, really? I, I, I remember and it almost be- got the nod for that. And really? I, we all remembered walking into this house, and there is a room which actually does not appear in this episode, where the owners have uh, an enormous number of big game uh Big game trophies. There's a, a stuffed bear. There's, I mean, it's 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 a it's remarkable. So wait, it. was this Gretchen and Elliot's house the originally, or Gretchen and Elliot's house from episode five? No, 16? from episode five sixteen. Oh, five okay. sixteen. Yeah, uh, it was, and it was not. Of course, that is not the house that was used that we ended up using on Breaking Bad. But it, it stayed with us. This is one of the close ad- second. This is one of the advantages of having shot in Albuquerque for umpteen years is that we, we you know we've seen a lot of places. Yeah. So let me ask you though the the exterior by the gate where Jimmy's coming in the gate is that different from the interior? Nope. The in, the same. interior it's of that house is actually no good question. It's one of those rare instances where it's all one location, interior and exterior. Because wow. a lot of the time it's not, as, wow. as we know. So, yeah. 
Yeah. And so all of those uh, all of those trophies are actually actually live at the location. No, 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 they're no. not. Yeah. Those we brought in, but the at the location, <laughs> uh, just about fifteen feet away from the actors, are the real trophies uh, that the owners of the house have. Wow. And very very nice people yeah. uh, who uh, were very hospitable. And uh, their house is a beautiful house. Um, that was and Big Ricky, the big guy who plays Big Ricky. I he love this guy. Wait, wait, so wait, before good. you get into that yeah, though, I'm yes. really intrigued by that like Hummer like like vehicle out there. Yeah. I love Dennis that car. Dennis, I want Dennis Milliken. That is uh, so fun. I, that, that is Milliken. actually owned by a local bookstore owner. Really? really? Yes. Is it? There's a lady who runs a bookstore in Albuquerque, and what bookstore? Owns, I love that car. It's in the international district. That's huh. what I know. Oh. Is there an international district? There, is, never there is. There is, in fact, an is international this like the district. DMZ? What is this? There is an international <laughs> district, and I just know that we drove through it on our way to the bingo parlor. Really? And I got. I, did, I gained I'm that. I gained that trivia. Uh, I think from Al, Alex, one of one of our one of our brilliant location guys. Yeah. And he said that's that's the bookstore. She owns that thing. And it's called a. Scorpion or something, isn't it? That's, that's what, what that I was car told. Is. I was, cool. I was told that it's, it's cool. badass. <clears throat> I want to do donuts in the desert, knock over thousand-year-old cacti. Yeah. Try <laughs> yes. drive over, you know. Keep going. Something. What else? <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, I just but wanted to say that because I love books. that that vehicle. It looks like <laughs> you you would carry a lot of books. You would carry a lot of Charlotte Bronte and Emily as well. <laughs> she drives out into yes. the desert. So anyway, reads, um, reads she's a nice lady to let us use. So Jimmy, Jimmy has gotten this this newfound sort of. I mean, he's gotten a lot of people calling because of the billboard stunt. Basically, he was on television and. And now people are calling him. As we saw in the last episode that he was starting to get uh, uh, calls yeah. on his answering service. All of a sudden, yeah, yeah. he's waving his magic fingers. And then, yay, you know, all of a sudden it says you have all these voicemail messages. That's right. So now he's he's following up on these calls. That's right. And that's why he's going out to Big Ricky's house. So he meets Joe <laughs> Berryman. I mean, the actor who plays Big Ricky is named Joe Berryman. He meets Big, Big Ricky. Ricky. I love this guy. And and uh, Kira so, Arai, our, our, uh, our New Mexico casting uh, wonderful New Mexico casting person uh, found found Joe who lives in Albuquerque. Is yeah, that yeah? He, he yeah. works out of Albuquerque. He's been on Manhattan and a couple other shows that are there. He has a huge. I don't know how we'd never had seen him before, but he's so perfectly Foghorn Leghorn. Yeah, he is yes. Foghorn yes. Leghorn. That's a good yeah. one. That's yes, good but one. he's sincere. You know that he. That's that's one of the things that's that's beautiful about he him. Keeps he's sincere. it. Sincere. He and he keeps it just this side of Foghorn. That's what really mm. works. He keeps it. He's, he, does. He, he walks he the razor. He's not making fun of the character he's playing. No, That's and he's not cartoony. So he's he's almost there, but he's not. He <laughs> keep, he keeps it real, and, 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 and that's a real feat. And, and, and you big. and I know from living in Virginia, those people exist. Like, it's oh yeah, not like that's oh, yeah. wacky. <laughs> well, this is based on something I tried to do several years ago, which was to see really? for the United States. We so. still have the money with your which picture. Which was true. That's Secede. Right. Yes, that was. Uh, I remember on Breaking Bad season three, yes. you were actually paying us uh, with that money with Gilligan. I was I was in a. I was in an 800-square-foot apartment at the time. But, uh, <laughs> it would have awesome. been tricky with a shared uh, entrance. Right. It would have been harder. Right. You know, I, fit a campaign. I approached I'm the federal government, but they, I, I'm curious they were less than receptive. And intrigued by that money. Um, I love, you know, Bob. But I love that there's like a there's – a, there's a couple of times where I think – at least two, I think – where you where Skip has gone to Bob's face while he's explaining that he wants to oh, succeed. Yeah. Skip did a great and job. And he's just it. sitting there mm, Actually, smiling. And, and, and you know what? And you know what? Credit. <laughs> he's like, "What the hell have I? I thought this was a real client." Credit great. where credit is due. Skip 
uh, at Curtis Thurber, his Skip's assistant, I believe, uh, cut this this scene. Uh, and so both these guys did a great job editing this. And and you're right; those those moments are priceless when you cut to Bob. Bob's expressions are perfect. Look at that moment he says, "I want to secede from the United States." And Bob just smiling. Bob just smiles. And then and then he, there's that hang fire moment he holds it and he's like. I like it. Yeah. yeah. I was like, let's do this. And yes. I, yes. And I love how he says, this. I will pay you. I'll pay you right now. Yeah, and yeah, Bob's yeah. like, Bob, Ray, he, he, gets Ray. This, he gets this expression. He looks like a though. sick frog. Yeah. He looks, he just gets this frog like expression of, of, of greed, just overwhelmed. It's, it's, it's a beautiful moment. And then, and then, so big Ricky goes, and this is what I'm very curious about is he goes to get the money the money actually says the sovereign state, I think, of, of Sandia. Sovereign Sandia Republic. <laughs> yeah, sovereign whatever. Sandia Republic. And he posed in, for so many different styles of portraits. Like oh, everything. Did he? he posed yeah, for all the portraits? Uh, like Teddy Roosevelt style. <laughs> and we chose, because his whole yeah. set is littered with these Photoshop photos awesome. of him with fish and him with yeah. giant the rhino, oh I think there's God. a big rhino yes. or That's something. That's so yes. like, so yeah, fun. Those are all fake. He didn't actually kill a rhino. No. And <laughs> I killed the rhino. Good. our art department also did that <laughs> other... Uh, uh, painting that he has that's the bears fighting the lions or something they just created <laughs> that, it's on, I mean, the, on this, the right side this really is this Only was an in art the zoo would that happen and and, and and the uh and bradley had called a few of these things out in the script yeah. uh, it was it was a, it was a big deal for the i mean the art department uh, once again came through uh, just so amazingly well there uh, you, when you talk about the i also remember the, the previous episode with the billboard, which we, we didn't even mention, uh, that that the wonderful that wonderful picture of uh, Jimmy. Oh my God! How did we not mention Jimmy, that in the last uh, Jim, Tony uh, Bennett? The Tony Bennett picture. He looks so much like Tony uh, Bennett. I think he, he looks like Adam Sandler in that picture. Uh, I, I, agree I prefer with that. Tony Bennett. Tony, yeah. I, I, he looks I, like I Tony much, Bennett. Yes. Uh, I prefer the old man references. But yes. he also looks a little like Tony Curtis in Spartacus. As That's he, right. As he, as ringless, he requested. Ringless, ringless, like the bass scene in yes. Spartacus. And for all of the big rookie stuff, it wasn't just our department, but also our prop department were responsible for doing, you know, the money, whereas the art department did the, the painting. So it was all the departments working together yeah. to create. This. Okay, so so Jimmy basically feels like, okay, let me go to the next uh, phone call that I got. So he ends up going to see... Roland J. Cox. Roland. Uh, I want to mention, though, when he leaves that house, isn't this the episode that, that in the script was the first time that the stage direction <laughs> appeared that said Jimmy's esteem takes a sharp left? It was in reference to the car, but like, I don't know. All right, never mind. I'll oh, oh, oh. But, um, that might be. Yeah, as allegory, I had a good time reading those stage directions. <laughs> like, he keeps uh, getting crushed. And it's like, Jimmy's esteem goes downhill. And I was and like, know, the car, oh. it was very funny to me. They're, they're always real. I will That's say I like that. that reading the that script for, for Breaking Bad and for Better Call Saul is always a wonderful experience. The stage, these, because, these scripts read more like yeah, novels. These guys are really, really good good with their uh, stage direction. And, and sometimes, even even more descriptive than many of the dialogue lines, just so we get a little bit more flavor. I tell you, when when the new script comes in from the uh, our subcontractors in India, I I'm the first one to crack into it and say, <laughs> when we get a new one. FedExed in. Oh, I love it. It's like Christmas say, morning. I have FedEx. to say, just as a sidebar, Ray, one of the things that impressed, I mean, of course, I'm impressed that you're, you're reading parts of the script that you're not in. What? Uh, Who but also, read the But not only, not only that, which is which I think is, is somewhat extraordinary, but you actually come to set when 
uh, for scenes that you're not you're not in. I do. Uh, and that tell us about that. She's Why, lonely how did, how did out that there start? In Stop it. I, that's, that start? Every time I came to set, two people were like, "How bored are you?" And yeah. um, I wasn't. I mean, I honestly like. I mean, I. I adore my friends and family here in LA. I mean, but I was in Albuquerque and, and, but even if you had shot here, I probably would have done the same thing. I just felt like you guys are all operating at the top of your game. It sounds like blowing smoke, but it's a free masterclass. Do you want to sit and watch pay-per-view or do you want to watch a free class with Michael McKean and Bob Odenkirk rehearsing a scene or, Vince Gilligan or Peter Gold directing or Michelle McLaren or, you know, Jennifer Hutchinson explaining her writing to Colin Buxy or whatever. I mean, I just it's it's a no brainer. And then on top of that, I would say selfishly as an actor, um, the more I was involved with the world and the tone and the beats and everything that's going on when I'm not in scenes, the more it informed my world, so that, you know, so I could help create that and understand what cog in the wheel I am at any given time. Um, and then there's technical stuff too. Like my first, I was, I came to set, I think nine days before my first scene was shot and just seeing like, oh, okay, this is about how many takes they do. This is the protocol you are allowed to go and um, ask. This is how hot it is in the <laughs> video yeah. village tent. Yeah. Um, no kidding. You know, and finding out, and I, I saw like, oh, they're going to continue to do what you guys have done so well in the past, which is cinematically, um, you guys use a lot of wides to do pivotal moments. And there's a more contemporary obsession with doing constant crazy close-ups for um, comedic effect and anything poignant or anything that's the joke line is so close up when you know I remember watching Jack Lemmon's films and thinking like the saddest thing about that is being able to see him in a wide turn mm -hmm. away and slump his shoulders and on this show? <laughs> you guys have some really? but you know what I, as an actor you realize quickly I was like do not be doing any of that stuff where you save your most oh, don't pivotal do ideas, you know, for the close-ups later. Don't do that. It, it, you need to be playing the entire narrative and yeah. the beats that you want to play all the time. And I yeah. wouldn't have gotten that had I not come to set all the other days. So, so wow. you don't visit the set for the free Snickers bars and toilet paper. <laughs> You're actually <laughs> learning things. I, I, I am trying to learn. So that's I'm why I'm there. That's why I'm yeah, there. Yeah, well, unfortunately, they don't have to keep letting out your skirts like, like they did mine. So. <laughs> <laughs> like, gin? <laughs> There's a new pallet of toilet paper here. Lo loaded into the back of my car. Yeah. But yeah, I did, I did go to Sony. I was always wondering why the toilet paper your house has Sony on it. <laughs> I just, I need more than most people. <laughs> That's part of the seceding, isn't it? <laughs> okay, so so we're in jumping I, I, back I, to. I, I'm sorry, Kelly, but I just have to say, I think it really shows. I it really that all, does. Show. All that, all that, all that extra. And you know, we notice it in yeah. the editing room. Uh, you know, because there's, there's you're the only good actor on the show, that's right. and that's now true. I know why. We notice in the editing, comfortable but, no. but exciting. But you do, you do, you look, you you um, because there's, it gives it, it gives you a select. It's the worst thing is to have an actor who's only going to do it right when it's in a close up because it it forces you, it forces yeah. you to go to close up, which I think it's a. It's almost like I mean, it's a it's almost a it's a pro trick actors. If you want a close up, no. But and all joking aside, that's true. Uh, a lot of actors save it for the close up. And, and, and I will say that the majority of your cast, myself included, is um, from theater and live performing a lot. And so there's an awareness to telling the whole story with your whole body, which is unfortunately labeled as acting big. Sometimes yeah. it's very unfortunate people will say that theater people are all acting too big, but it's not that. It's the difference between doing black box. Doing a, having a camera here is like playing a small black box theater with 25 people, but you also yeah. know that um, the people that can't see you behind yeah. you in a you know yeah. 3,000 
you need you have to tell the same story with your shoulders, not the one tear that you hope yeah. you squeeze out on yeah. your one and only close up. Well, we you definitely can't do it. we right. definitely see that you guys are. I mean, you guys are acting not just with the face, not just with the eyes, not just with the voice, but the whole body. And mm -hmm. and and sometimes that's uh, it's it, as you say. I mean, just it's it's so much more revealing to see you know a hand or or uh, yeah. or, or another. And so, so thank you, thank you for all your all your thank hard you work, guys. No, that's, thanks this for is so informative. There. No, that's really. Thanks That's for really, being so bored in Albuquerque. That this I is the wasn't best thing you bored. Have to do. I loved it. That really is smart. I'm sure there's by some the people hanging out on the set before be you get there yeah. to see to see the, get the rhythm of it, and see the way it's done, and know what to expect. That's really smart. It's great. Well, and also, yeah. you know, I was coming to it with a big bigger learning curve than some people, not having not been part of the Breaking Bad family, and even though this is completely its own show, there's a shorthand you guys have that I wasn't privy to. Hmm. So it was really, it was helpful to sit around and even hear the way um, ideas are bounced around and how much play is allowed. And um, and uh, a lot of people have asked me even, so sorry, I just hit the mic. I'm gonna get excused, but. Um, so the, stop to us, thank you. <laughs> I'm nervous. Making it worse. That, uh, you, no, you, said, you said a lot of people have asked you? So. Yeah, they asked me, is any of this, uh, the writing is, uh, so specific and yet it seems so natural the scenes and part of that is what you guys referenced earlier that you allow scenes to take their time whether it's a shot with silence or it's dialogue and finding out where a scene's going and um so they asked me if like we improv or anything and people are so surprised for me to tell them that like we don't that like mm. everything is in the script and um everybody thought that like really they were like fixing the trash can was in the script i said yeah, yeah. and that's mm. what's amazing mm. <laughs> and that's oh, a testament wow. to you guys's writing wow oh, you're very sweet that Right. You well, can you tell you can tell people it's all improvised. We won't be hurt. No, you guys let Bob improvise sometimes, right? I was on set a couple of times. I mean, it's all in script. There's a few you know, times he where he was allowed that. to. He talked about that while he was here, and he said he? that he really tries not. He really tries to memorize exactly what they say because there's a reason that they say it in the order that they say. It. I mean, the reason oh yeah, that definitely. They, they put the words down as they put them down. I was surprised as well. Um, and I mean, this is, I mean, you know, I was cutting him from the very beginning, mm -hmm. you know, um, and I mean, I didn't cut the first episode, but it was funny when I was pulling episodes for a that he was in from Breaking Bad, you know, a couple of weeks ago, it was hilarious to watch, you know, some of the things that he did and how much he has grown as an actor, hmm. especially. You know, what's interesting to me <clears throat> that Jen or somebody told me yesterday when we were on the writer's room uh, yesterday, uh, Somebody had the good idea, which it had been me, of cutting together all the Saul Goodman scenes from Breaking Bad and putting them onto one reel so that mm -hmm. we, the writers, could could refer to them and hmm. make sure we're not forgetting any details, no matter how minute, that, that could uh, make Better Call Saul yeah, better. Yeah, that would be a good idea. Uh, well, was that your idea? <laughs> no, 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 but it was surprising when Chris and I got the, uh, the assignment. Well, Chris got the assignment. He was busy, so I started you know, helping him out with it. And we were like surprised that you guys hadn't done that. It seems yeah. obvious we now. Had, we did it with the scripts yeah. right when the room opened up before we even <clears throat> had this office and we were working out of Vince's at the be very beginning of season one. And we were just talking about what the show yeah. would be. We right. had all of the, the, all the Saul scenes and then all of the Mike scenes printed out the script pages and then any details, any facts, like what right. happened in all the scenes and then mm. anything we learned about Saul from those scenes. Yeah, no matter how small. But, yeah, but, having, oh, but having, well, I get the point of the story being, uh, someone told me yesterday, uh, it's, it's done now. The cut is complete and it's three hours 
Oh, yeah. Saints, really? But see, I, I would have just yeah. saw uh, out of 62 episodes of Breaking Bad, I would have guessed, I don't know why, I would have guessed like 45 minutes or something. I didn't realize it was in the show longer. that much. Oh, oh really? Yeah. I would have guessed longer. I guess, I, I guess shorter. presence, you're thinking about it. People talk about him. Okay, um, yeah. Right. So much that like, and that happens in stories when people talk about a character. Yeah, he keeps living even when yeah. he's not in the scene. And There's so much that he was a part of in Breaking Bad and okay. so many... Yeah, there, there's just so many things and, and little information that he gives out that you've forgotten about. Oh, yeah, you know, that, they, that's our fear that, I mean? that yeah. he'll say, well, you know, when I had my leg replaced, you know, with, a, with a <laughs> well, Oscar Pistorius prosthetic. I think I brought this up in one of the previous podcasts, but one of the things that I had <laughs> forgotten about was that he's talking to Brian about his, ex, his second ex-wife or something. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, I guess that has happened in some time before and, you know we met him, and there was also there was also a scene. That but it's we, not right now, so a, we don't uh, know. There's I mean, a scene that we all remembered uh, as being <clears throat> absolutely pivotal and and giving us important information that was actually cut out of the episode of Breaking Bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, it's it's it's, it's great. probably available on a DVD I'm, somewhere. I'm it sure is. it is. Yeah. I'm sure those yeah. those omitted scenes. Boy, do not really, count those against us. Yes. But it would be, boy, it would be a great thing to buy one of those barrel sets right now. <laughs> and have all those omitted scenes Ooh. to look at anytime you well, wanted. Well, you shouldn't be judged by, I mean, you don't have to stay faithful to an omitted scene, oh, right? No, no, that's, 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 oh, but we are judged, we are. That would be so not canon. People can't do that. That is exactly yeah. what I'm oh, yes, saying. They do, do not, do not, do not judge, do not judge us on anything that had been omitted. No, you can Anything we said on a podcast. You can ding us, it's fair game if we forget something. Yeah, if you chose to take it out. That was in the yeah, yeah, no, that's crazy. Well, all right, I'm gonna talk to my people, you guys. I talk to, to tell you that I'm the head of the group of people but that hates I, I kind of want to. You guys have so many great things in this episode. I kind of oh, like the toilet. Anyway, Roland J. Cox, the toilet man. <laughs> Hysterical. Jay, Jay Cox, this guy did such a great actor. job. Talk about, <laughs> stay, talk about staying sincere. And I got to give a shout out to Holly, my girlfriend's family. Her 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 maiden name is Jay Cox, although spelled it's spelled differently. Uh, the way she spells it differently because it, it would never it'd be pronounced Jackox by, oh. the, by the actors if it was spelled oh I thought it was actually like a middle name like his name was Roland J. Cox no no but it's, it's uh, J. Cox J. Cox I put it on uh, ah. I put it on X-Files too at one point nice but uh, this guy Tim Baltz did such a good job this is uh, and tell him tell him the story about Larry oh Larry our uh, our our brilliant sound mixer actually made for us a uh, a talking toilet and vince is holding it right now like a and small it has, novelty it one. looks yeah. like it looks it's a, it's a toy it looks as if it's something they would sell at a gift shop there's a picture of roland on the side and uh, you can actually lift the lid there's a little brown lego in there's it a, there's a lego in it to represent so one of the the, the, uh, the letter blocks so here's how this is this now is press what, press the uh, god press bless the larry because this is what it does here you drop the little block in Give it to me, Chandler. Yeah, wait a minute. Let me do it again. Give it to me, Chandler. I want it all. I'm hoping to sell this. All right, I'm no. gonna, I just no. took a photo. I'm gonna tweet it. Yeah, so good. Make sure it's uh, it's held so the uh, the, oh, yeah. the, so good, the good side. Right so you can see, yeah. not that. Yeah, the, the Here, good give, side. Give a shot. Did you get the good side? All right. So so so, so this scene with the uh, the, the the talking toilet. I love this guy. 
Timbo. He throws so the good. Throws I was the on set in, in the there. garage watching that I was on. There's very few scenes I was not on set for. So was the garage a location, or not that it really matters? But I thought it was kind of fun. Was it something that we built, or something that we found? That was a real garage same yeah so it was a real garage um, same as it, the rest of the house yes yeah, was it was, was it sort of married to another location that you guys could use it double up on it or no it was just its own thing i don't remember us going to that house any other time you guys no, well no but i mean was there another location nearby probably the answer yeah. is probably oh, well, yes well. that would we would need our uh, someone uh, one of our production folks to answer that but this this guy did a good job because uh he is again it's the same with joe Berriman in the previous scene and also with the scene uh, coming up with uh, Carol Herman is is that this is as Peter said earlier this is some of the funniest stuff we've had yet on the show and the stuff that it could be argued comes as close to cartoonish as we've done and yet what I think all three of these actors did so well is they kept it just on the inside of cartoonish and it's so, a tribute to Nikki also it's a tribute to uh, Nikki who directed for having it. control over the tone yes uh, and he's so serious about mm-hmm. it too and Bradley who wrote it who That's who right. helped uh, Nikki ensure that it stayed just on the just on this side of crazy right. cuckoo cartoonish because this guy does a good job does such a good job playing it because he believes it he he does not get that it's anyone would infer right. that this is has a sexual uh connotation. come on chandler where did you get the chandler who named him the little kid chandler they, probably bradley I, I, oh, okay i didn't know uh, if it was uh it just uh, i think it's probably just a funny name okay yeah it just sounds and then the funny. toilet lid broke halfway through shooting. oh did yeah. it what? were you Wait, there no i yeah. saw it in the dailies oh, one time oh, i was there Tim it was Ball. very frustrating how do you break a toilet well what i mean was, i know how i break it it toilet. was in the unveiling he pulled the tarp off and right as he went up there was this amazing and terrible sound of, of something falling and crashing and the breaking. The caught on the lid, and the lid hit the ground and the, broke in half, the porcelain. The tank lid. The tank right, lid, yeah. yeah. And I heard it all happen, yeah. but you couldn't see it because the tarp was still covering the whole toilet, Ooh. and no one wanted to pick up the tarp to be like, what, what are, yeah, what's Yeah, they were pretending, like, us? how long can we do this scene and pretend that this didn't happen oh. before we have to show that? And then they had other lids around to replace it, and it turns out not all lids are made the same. Who knew? Like wow. very specific fitting for different toilets, and they had to like run around in is, Albuquerque trying to get a lid that fit the. Is toilet. that like no two cell phone chargers are the same? It's exactly like that. Proprietary. Proprietary it's toilet. Like toilet that. But in Europe, they are. And then there's uh, the Carol and the, the 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 lady on the yeah. Chair, the, the I was going to say the 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 Hummel the Hummel figure will and, and the so titular. Now, yes. Basically, Jimmy is starting to find his. You know what what his future is going to be yeah. in law elder he's, law you know and so he's he, he tells her that i didn't realize it was that cheap to get a will done but he's basically going to do this will for 140 bucks I don't know if we, and and girlfriend has 140 in cash <laughs> no, that is right. that is that, she's got it in her little no, coin purse actually that is that is i believe a correct price oh, uh, okay. it's actually it can be high Kelly, I hope everyone listening to this gets a will. Everyone should have a will. Everyone should have a will. Tell your friends. Every adult should have a will. So Hummel had just gone out of business right before (laughs) we shot uh, this episode. Jen, you're going to be on every podcast. You are a wealth of information. That makes me sad. I know, I know. Us and uh, Sam Catlin. Very, very sad. Seriously? So Hummel had just gone Um, out of business? They had closed, I think, in March, and we were shooting this in the summer. And so we... Had, we had no idea the script was already written to have hundreds of Hummel figurines. And so our amazing clearance person, Kelly, reached out to the Hummel Corporation and they sent us these two gigantic boxes of more Hummels than we could ever imagine. So then the show takes a serious turn. It does. And before you leave, talk about this scene. 
Well, there's the, the Bradley did Bradley and Nikki and, and the cast did such a great job with the scene in the hospital where Jimmy has to make this uh, decision about Chuck. But one of the things I, one, I just want, I can't leave without mentioning Clea Duvall. Amazing. Who, who I is, love her so much. She is such a wonderful actress and she brings yeah. such a gravity and an honesty to this scene. You yeah. know, and, and she's, I, I've been a fan of hers, um, you know, for, for quite a long time. Me too. It was, it was so, so, it was so great to have her on the show and she, she just, she brought it. Yeah. If I, everybody, everybody brought it that day. Uh, and it was it was that's a it was a uh, you were there was a, that all I shot in one for, day that I was there for part of it okay. I was there for multiple days we did, I think it was two days I was two there days. for oh, one, days, I was there for one day of it mm-hmm. and uh, you guys were really just tearing it up I mean it was a very it's a very tough scene well it starts uh, with technically uh, it had to be mostly shot with no lights on because Chuck's that's, that's issue right. electricity that's like right. just, I just remember thinking like we have a ton of people and it. In one space this, over a long period of time, and now Arthur you're going to turn the lights off. Yes. And Arthur Albert, right? Arthur Albert, you know, who of course Arthur Albert, which be pro, you know, little little pro aside, who shot many seasons of ER. That's right. So he's he's a he's a he's a, he's a hospital a pro. pro. <laughs> he's a pro when it comes, but he's not a pro. Not a pro. It was new territory for him to have to have to uh, have to shoot this scene with no lights in the room. So was he the to, hospital a set? Or is uh, that? That's an actual hospital that we've used many times before on Breaking Bad. Uh, and oh, also, uh, yes. Is that where Hank got his hand job? Uh, that actually was a set. Oh, okay. The, 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 uh, the, 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 the Hank hand job scene was, was shot it? on our hospital set uh, oh. at, at Q Studios okay. at Breaking Bad. But this, this was... Is that uh, where the twin this was? Is the, same, the one that Jennifer This wrote? is the same yeah. hospital, yes, I believe, where the, where the twin crawled. It's also the same hospital yeah. where Walt was confined after his, uh, his sojourn in the desert in season two. And where Jesse getting beat yeah. up? Um, good question. Well, but definitely where Jesse uh, was hanging out uh, when Brock was poisoned. Oh, and then, uh, yes, and then right. he has his meeting with um, uh, Gustavo Frank. Yeah, it's and, a, you directed that one. Yeah, I spent a lot of time in that hospital. Yeah. It's, it's a very nice facility, and we're very lucky that um, half of it, I believe, is still a working hospital. Mm-hmm. The other half oh, that, is that, right? that is empty because we couldn't shoot there if it were a working hospital. Yeah. I mean, I'd, and, and if I had loved ones in a working hospital and a bunch of crew people were clomping I around, I, I wouldn't like that either. So this this works out very well uh, for not just us, but I think for the night shift. Mm-hmm. I think uh, the TV show The Night Shift. Is oh, a, it's, it's, it's an yeah. NBC show that shoots also in Albuquerque. Very nice show. Stu Lyons, our line producer, uh, you know, works on that show And as much well. of our crew, apparently. And, much of, and, and pretty much most of our crew, so... Yeah, shout Bob out to the night shift. Yeah, yeah, Jennifer. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, I think uh, that that hospital is very. Uh, we're, we're lucky it exists. It's a lot probably, of shows. It's probably going to be on some tours. Is what they're saying. It's going to be a tourist <laughs> stop <laughs> for a lot of buses. Some, they can make some dough. So basically, um, Jimmy, it's it's really up to Jimmy to possibly commit Chuck. I mean, he's being sort of leaned on to commit Chuck, mm-hmm. um, and then Hamlin shows up. That's right. Let me ask you. In his uh, polo. He's like different clothes. The first time we've really yeah. kind of seen him without his pinstripe. Still him to go blue, though. Yeah. And, and, and then they have, have the uh, lapels pulled up a little I believe, bit. I yes. believe he does. Which is yes. kind of a douchey look. Is he wearing look. an Argyle vest in that one? <laughs> no, 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 no. But it's oh, sort sorry. of a color-blocked polo that... I've never so seen funny. a collar collar block like that, but he's it's sort of interesting. He's a fashion icon. He is. He is. <laughs> he is. And the real Patrick is such a we got to get him. Such a thing. nice he's guy. Such a sweet guy. He's, he's so, so not smug or yeah, anything. Yeah. Like yeah. That, you know? He's so such funny a, too. Because he makes when I pickles. saw him, he was like he makes pickles. I'm still eating. And they're delicious. He was wearing yeah. like like um I mean when I, I think when we first met him he was wearing like um like 
basketball shorts and tennis shoes and you hey, know, he's a like very Under Armour shirts and that kind of thing. He's or, a great guy. He's cool. Yeah. Let me ask you as an actor. Huh? And by the way, do you prefer <laughs> actor or actress? I Be- prefer actor. Okay. Do I you? do. I okay. feel like it's a craft and you're one who does it. But I have nothing against people that prefer actress. I, okay. I don't know. Like, you know that I'm, makes sense. That makes I'm sense. a painter as well. It's like, it's not painteress. It should be. It's a craft. You are a That sounds pretty good, actually. Painteress? Painteress? Well, so yeah. then if you're a guy, are you a seamster? A <laughs> seamster. <laughs> Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Like Teamster? <laughs> like Teamster, a Seamster. No, you're a tailor. Oh, right. Because you're yeah. not a tail no. I think, I Anyway. Think tailors get paid more as than a, Seamsters. I think so. They shouldn't, but. No, yeah. it's not right. No, it's not right. As an actor, uh, does it get wearisome? In all, all seriousness, does it get. You're doing a scene, you're I'm doing so the scene right in this now. hospital. No, you're doing the scene in this hospital. And it's a meaty scene, but it's like you got to do it over and over and over. It's a yes. long scene. you got to do it from every angle mm-hmm. over and over again, all day long, 10 hours straight, 11 hours straight. Does it get Does it get old? Is this like, oh, for God's sake, especially after your close-up is over? I mean, all I'm... No, I mean, well, seriously, talked, because you're we over We talked here, earlier about, like, you don't save things for close-ups. Yeah. And, you guys, and I was never good at that anyway. And a lot yeah. of times your close-ups are going to come late in the day anyway. Very so late it's not like, yeah. it's not like, you know... So you got, do you have to over. marshal your energy and think, I guess... Yeah, and to be honest, like, so... Uh, about the close-up things, like... So, yes, you do know things are in the wides. I never was good at saving things for the close-ups. But in all honesty, that is also a skill to know that if you yeah. are shooting 14 hours mm-hmm. in one scene and then you're going to do it again tomorrow... Um, you know, I'm not one that use, is up there like you know procuring real memories to cry or anything like that, and people can <laughs> do whatever they want to. But um, no matter what you're doing as your craft and your basis to play a scene that that's emotionally um, yeah. difficult, uh, you can get dry from that. Like it can get sure. it. It is hard to muster that kind of stuff. So when there are very specific emotions that somebody wants, usually your director and your writer and on your set, they do, they let you know um, that if there's anything that's actually physically going to become so exhausting that you can't do it 25 times, yeah. they're going to help you to know, you know, maintain the life of the scene here, but we're on your, we're on your back, sure. you know, and like they try to, they try to help you with that energy. And Michael McKean took a brunt of a lot of that as yeah. did Bob, but Michael's shifts in the hospital bed and to play that frailness and to have strength all of a sudden that evaporates and dissipates and yeah. navigating that. Um, and the camera often can see him in those scenes. That's true. Um, but he got to lie down. He did get to lay down. Yeah. Um, and he was really restrained. Um, <laughs> oh, was he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They would like, um, let his wrists out uh, in between scenes. And Bob also had a lot to navigate there. So, um, did they let him up for lunch? They did. They did. Um, so I'm sorry. In answer to your question, you did, you did have to give thought to, uh, reserving some energy. It doesn't, um, get old, but it does get more challenging to hear the story for the very first time, hear those lines for the very first time. Be surprised. I can for me in this scene, one thing that happens when I walk in, um, I'm not responding as much when I walk into the hospital room as, as Chuck state, I take it in. That's like, it's always, um, wrenching those, any of us who have seen anyone you care about in a hospital bed look weak. It's, it makes you, um, it's hard to swallow the first time you, um, see it. But then I immediately see just how much Jimmy physically takes care of his brother. He's running around turning off light. He's manic. He is losing it and is of more concern to Kim in that moment than her brother. And then on top, now the orderlies are going to take Jimmy away. And it's like, and she's trying to deal with all of that. And, um, uh, 
I forget my point. Um, there's just a, there was a lot to take in, and the scene kept shifting and shifting. And you were there to help navigate the scenes when um, I'm asked to say, for the record, is he crazy? Is this mm -hmm. a real disease? And negotiating all of those, um, you just wanted to keep seeing it for the first time and yeah. keep hearing it for the first time. Um, That's got to be tough. And Kim is so yeah. uncomfortable. She, she's she, so she uncomfortable. seems so uncomfortable to be involved suddenly yes. in this family. And you this were, family yes. moment. Yeah. And you guys were great with discussing with me that it was very specific, and this is one thing where your writing is very specific, like we were saying earlier. You can't just kind of do the lines. It is specific. The wording and the way they are, um, chrono the chronology of them and everything else. Because Chuck asks me, um, well, Kim, you know, have I ever done anything? I forget the exact line. I'm sorry. Um, have I ever done anything that seemed to, to, to make you think that I'm crazy? Right. Yeah. And... and my line is, well, I'm not a doctor. Now, I could have played it off the cuff, and Kim would get out of um, having to own too much of it, which I think a, a person, which I thought Kim in that moment would, like, can I please just not, can yeah. I just sink into this wall? How can I get out of here? Yeah. And yet I care about both of them. But Jimmy interrupts it. He won't let me go. He interrupts it with, like, of course not. He looks at me like, yeah. Do, he asked me to do it for him, and mm -hmm. that made it very hard. Mm -hmm. And I know we, we played that moment a couple of times yeah. because I didn't want to put too much weight on it, and we weren't really answering the question of does she believe or doesn't she believe yeah, yeah. just yet. And and I don't think it's a black and white issue for yeah. her. I love um, how much thought you put into this. Mm -hmm. I mean, because believe me, we put this much thought into it in the writer's room. I love that. Uh, yeah. No, I, think the, yeah. I think the truth of her situation and comes out when she's out in the hallway with the doctor as far as um, the truth of the matter is it can't keep going. I say yeah. something to the effect of like yeah. something has something yeah. has to be done. Um, this doctor, I mean. The doctor was great. Clea Duvall did a wonderful laid job. Out, like, the doctor, she's, I mean, as the, the character is played wonderfully by Clea, but the, she's right. I mm -hmm. mean, everything she says is perfectly reasonable. Yes. I mean, what if he burns his house? He could what if he burns himself. the whole damn neighborhood? Well, we, I mean, yes. it's, we love it. I, I love a scene where all the characters are right. You know, where yeah, where those they, are my favorite. They have, they have, everybody has a really good argument. Yeah, and it's not, it's not clear cut who's right and who's wrong. And it's, it's, it's so much. That's, that's one of the things that makes the scene so great is that we have you know, all these terrific performers, and they yeah. all have. Uh, a defensible point of view. But to be honest, it starts with the writing, and that's not just yeah. blowing smoke up you guys' ass. It starts with the writing that all all points of view are well represented, and it's mm -hmm. always going to make for a smarter scene. Well, like watching nice. somebody get bulldozed is like, who cares? I I like how you put that. Watching <laughs> someone get bull yeah bulldozed. Is I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna step out. All Thank right. you guys. Thank you guys for. I know you're gonna. Happy oh, Valentine's oh, oh, Day. Oh, 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 I'm going to do it officially. I'm stepping out. So are you going to, you have a heart-shaped tub uh, full of bubbles Yeah, tell uh, the listeners where you're going. <laughs> exactly. It's a heart-shaped, I'm going to. Heart-shaped tub full I, of bubbles. I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to park my wife. She's going to be. sad you'll be got, alone. She's going out, she's going out to a, a deserted field somewhere and she doesn't know what's going to happen. But in fact, I'm going to, I'm going to parachute down. Wow. With a heart-shaped, a heart-shaped parachute. And, I like uh, it. And I'm going to be dressed like a uh, Cupid. A, well, actually, like a giant Reese's Pieces. So it's, uh, it's, <laughs> that's it's, even I, better. Yeah, I, I, so sexy. So You're so romantic. It's, it's, I think hmm. it's. I think it's going to go over well. I do. I'll, I'll give Unless you your shoot doesn't help. I'll give a report. I'll give you a report on the next <laughs> podcast. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Funny. Bye, Peter. Hi, Peter. Thanks for coming in. God, I'm glad that asshole is gone. Right? You guys, <laughs> let's talk about him. Shot, it's okay. <laughs>
Let's just talk about Peter, you guys. <laughs> Let's just talk about it. Oh, and uh, and and one last thing about this uh, hospital scene uh, is uh, a little Breaking Bad shout out is T. C. Warner is uh, the actress who plays the nurse who comes in the, the has makes a very brief appearance. Sir, you can't turn that equipment off. And, oh, yeah. and she was the uh, nurse. She's playing the same character, the nurse who. Uh, who kicked uh, Jesse twice out of the uh, hospital ward when oh, when, li- when little Brock was uh, poisoned with the uh, Lily of the Valley? Oh, wow! So nice. same actress playing the same character. Yeah, little nice. little Breaking Bad nice. shout out. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Nice nice lady. I directed. Oh, her. I didn't like see her this time around because I wasn't on the set. But uh, she was very nice. Actually, yeah, nice is lady. that con- I guess it isn't really continuity yet, but it's, it's sort of it is pre continuity. It kind of is. I mean, it's yeah. To my mind, it is. It it helps make the world seem more real to me anyway mm-hmm. as a as a viewer. And sure. we approach this as a our, as the first viewers of the show. So sure. anyway, great act uh, of TV. How big is the Bible for this show? There really isn't one. There, there I isn't. mean, uh, building for one, all this stuff. But it's very... It's oh, are you? I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, don't, I don't know. We're working I on one. I don't know anything. <laughs> I just, uh, I'm just know. like, there has to be like to keep track of this stuff. But you know what? It's funny. I, don't I get mean, driven I don't to work to every day. <laughs> Jen shocks me. You know, I don't mean to interrupt you, Jen, but I know that... Snaps an amyl nitrate tab under my nose. In other podcasts, we've actually talked about it, and these guys, I know that you've said that um, on other shows they asked to do one, but we never really had one for Breaking Bad. And you're kidding. Didn't you? Why, you're anti, are you anti-Bible for no, us? I'm just, I'm just pro-lazy. That's what it is. <laughs> I mean, but, but, but Jen is, this, uh, is such a great assistant, is working on it, and I didn't even know about it. Yeah, well, all, all the guys here, uh, Joey and, and Heather and Ariel, we've all been working on building one. Just It's such a huge, not just for Better Call Saul, but going back and pulling stuff from Breaking Bad that we might uh, have to to tailor this this show to as we start to approach the Breaking Bad timeline one mm-hmm. day. So we were keeping Tell track of all the listeners what a Bible is. Uh, so it's a but that's different than what I've heard as a normal as like when they no. have to write one for the beginning of a show. No, th- so the one that we're putting together has a list of all of the characters. Ours is more like an encyclopedia, Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Exactly. No, I know. Ours is more Unitarian. I got it. I got it. <laughs> I know. It's any information that ever you might need about the show. So a list of all the characters, all the locations, you know, um, all of the episodes. Um, we we had to build one at one point. For uh, for Breaking Bad before the Colombian uh, version of the show was filmed mm. because they needed a, a succinct way to have all of the characters and storylines and locations listed. So Sony came to us and asked us to build one as fast as possible because they block shot all of the the stories Columbia, not by episode but by storyline, mm-hmm. and they would shoot an entire character in one day, which you know Gordon Smith can speak a lot to because he was there in in Bogota, but for Sony, when they were pitching the show internationally, they needed a way to concisely, in less than 62 hours, explain what, uh, you know, foreign production companies would need, how many locations and people they would need to craft the show. Wow. But we're trying to get ahead of it. On this one. <laughs> this will include new information, too, like uh, Ray Seahorn does not like to be looked uh, directly in the eye. Little, little things like that. <laughs> yeah. Just uh, helpful, I know, helpful I know that. Have directors. you worked with people like that? No, you know I, what? I'm trying. I, I always make it's that Vince's joke. It's Vince's fault. 
I'm sorry, Kelly. No. I was trying Everybody's to be funny. Everybody's asking me, hey, I need. we need to like get out of here by a certain I'm time. Sorry. And she has a heart out in 20 minutes. Oh, shit. Let's and keep talking. Even, you know. Let's, let's okay. say something of all substance for I was going to say, though, was that all I was going to ask you, though, was that from what I understood, a, usually a, a Bible for a show is usually written like a lot of times before a lot of the episodes are written. Again, mm. all joking aside, yet again, I, I preface that because I'm being such a like 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 not enough oxygen in the room today and i'm being too goofy goofier than usual in all seriousness i don't understand how anyone could write a, a bible for a show before the show goes on the air but a lot of Be- networks ask you right networks they, a lot, and they do and, and and we are grateful and thankful that amc and sony didn't require all that listen you got to have some plan of action but but if you write a you know there's nothing wrong with writing a bible before your show goes but the tricky thing is, it seems to me, and, and and by the way, there's no one right way to do it. But if you if you have your Bible per se that says this character interacts with that character just so, mm-hmm. and and this particular character has this particular backstory, some of that absolutely necessary, yes. But on the other hand, I think it can be limiting uh, potentially. You know, moderation in all things. But if you have too restrictive a Bible, uh, a show Bible. Uh, it can limit your uh, potential uh, avenues st- creatively that you might wish to take later. And but so I never really we grew Breaking Bad more organically than that. I mean we had we had a starting point. The guy is a brilliant uh, chemist, and uh, now he's a high school teacher. Uh, we're not sure why he used to be a, a Nobel Prize considered chemist and now and again nothing god i've said this a million times nothing wrong with being a high school teacher but clearly there's some issue in this guy's backstory walter white's that he is now teaching high school chemistry when he used to work at uh, sandia laboratory what is that about but uh, a bible a show bible would insist that you nail down the reason for that and mm. we didn't we, we didn't know it for for years did, for seasons yeah. so that's to me to my mind the argument the benefit of not having a a show Bible because we, we, we instead we had him teach in high school chemistry, whereas he used to be a Nobel considered chemist. What happened? Well, honest to God, you know, pulling the curtain open here, we didn't know for the first couple seasons, and I liked it that way. I liked leaving my options open. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't. Uh, that's why I, I, I never struck me that it was of of great importance to write a show Bible. But I think having said that, it's. You know, again, we take notes in the uh, Heather uh, Marion, our, our wonderful uh, uh, writer's assistant, takes notes in the room, and and uh, they are an, an excellent resource. But I've never glanced at any of them even once. They're great, but I, I'm sure I, they are great. And it's great. not because I'm not interested in her work. I just, I somehow, I just, I don't know why. Just everybody has their own way of doing it. There's no one right way, no one wrong right. way. So. And I think Kelly was was right when she said that what we're crafting is more of an encyclopedia. It's things like, you know, Hamlin wears a wedding ring. Chuck wears a wedding ring in the 103 teaser, but he doesn't wear one in the present. Yeah. It's like, mm. whoa. Oh, oh really? Was that an oversight that now could be explained later, or was that a No, it was thing? A, it was a choice because mm. it was to show how different Chuck was. Um, in 103, when we see him, you know, and he, he's not the Chuck that's become sort of a, a recluse mm-hmm. and his life has changed in all of these ways. Yeah. One of the ways his life has changed is he's, he's so put together, he's wearing a wedding ring. And Hamlin, on the other side, though, though we don't see a significant other for him in the first episode, 
um, I think it was your idea, Vince, to have him wearing a wedding ring when the props department asked because he was supposed to be everything that Jimmy wasn't. And Jimmy wasn't married, so Hamlin should be married. These are all things that that we run through. And this is why Joey and I are your external hard drives for your brains keeping track (laughs) of this I like that. You're my external hard drive. I like that. I like that. I do do need that, too. God knows. Well, let's talk, since Ray is here, and let's talk about the scene that we skipped over is Jimmy Payne and Kim's toenails. Oh, my God. My favorite scene. Well, there's a lot of favorite scenes in this episode, but I love this scene. Yeah, talk about this scene, because this scene is so simultaneously, I'm speaking as a guy here, but I think anyone would feel this way about it. You, You two are so charming together. It is a scene that is simultaneously funny and sexy. It's like a sexy oh, scene. Oh, that's good. I haven't seen it. That's right. That's right. I okay. Seen it. Well, tell us about yeah. the rehearsal. It's fine, you know. I mean, it, like the other nail salon um, in 104, there, there was some navigating. I mean, it's a very different nail salon scene, but the, there's. I love that there's this um, window, these windows you guys give of like how Jimmy and Kim are, because they both have a little bit of masks with other people. Um, yeah, that's true. You're you know, right. And, yeah. and uh, it's just how they are with each other. And I like, I like that audience point of view of jimmy as well who he is with me versus like other people and um and we're each other's confidants and there it was fun it was fun negotiating and navigating that scene um because at first i was being much more um open about how much i enjoyed his story because i do think she enjoys him quite a bit um i had some uh really interesting conversations with nikki as well uh as with bob um about how much kim uh is effusive about her emotions how much she will let someone see that she's and let her guard totally down she lets her guard down more with him i think than with most people but um i agree you're right but she's not as free slash spastic as i as i am in real life so it was fun it was just fun finding that balance of she does she thinks he's hysterical but she's not she's not quite the laugher and awkward weirdo that i am so it was just fun finding that containment for somebody but still yeah. showing her enjoying um yeah. him and then you're right it's, it's sexy, a very sexy it's, scene so for my money he, it's very se- and i love it i love it yeah did he do any painting at all bob did all of the painting oh he in that did scene. and he's and, really and, sucked at it and it had to be real. removed every time <laughs> by the lovely cat bardot did he suck um, at it or was that on purpose he sucked at it and that's when that's actually one of the moments when he did it the first take and bob did it um, and I didn't care how messy yeah. it was. And I thought, in Kim's mind, she's putting on sandals and going out. Like, it's not like I'm... Yeah. And I don't think she would change it. And, like, that's actually when it felt sexy. As the actor in the movie, right. I was like, I was like, this is so sexy. Like, that I literally don't care. Like, what a mess he makes. And, um, <laughs> okay. All right. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think I do, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. intimate. You're, you're is right. The fact, it's quiet. I, I'm going yeah. to throw this out there. Is the fact that it's blue... Nail polish is that a throwback to to Breaking Bad? Blue? You know, it was red. It was. Am I allowed to say that? It was red, and because the red nails were featured so heavily in Michelle oh, McLaren's episode yeah. with the woman in the breadstick, and it was so specifically written that it was that that um that Bob and I both thought that um it should be something else that's 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 that's, a, that's, that's a great them. that's then, a good reason. And then Kat so you guys got to change. And, and yeah, Kat and brought they, up colors, and then we all asked you guys. Yeah, and then, and then, and then we got a call better. in from from Kat and Melissa and Nina in Albuquerque, and we ran to the writers room and said, "Guys, this is why we don't want to do red nail polish for this scene. Mm. Is that okay?" And someone said, "Yes, blue sounds great." And then we ran I like back. it. Probably at some level, it was you know thinking of the crystal meth. Or I like something. I like yeah, the maybe. idea yeah, of and that, but red. It's a much more yeah. playful color too. Yeah. It's red is very very serious. Yeah, and, you're, you're, yeah, and you know. 
true. having them with red. And I right. wasn't even thinking of the Jamie Lunar scene. I was just thinking of he's painting her toenails red. That that lends itself to a, a lot more. Well, yeah. Overt. If it's rather blue, than blue is like a that's a that's a a play very playful. Yeah. Oh, see, I didn't think of it that color. way. Is like red was too like that's honest, like red roses. That's or something. just yeah. me. I mean, off the top of my head, right now, think like Kim, I don't think would paint her nails red. And yeah. men, um, guys that are not in, he, he's. Jimmy doesn't play characters who's necessarily interested in, you know, like, the exact commercial idea of what's supposed to be sexy or pretty sometimes. Yeah. So for some reason, my I had just been, <laughs> my uh, my boyfriend's kids and my boyfriend, like the times I've had to have my nails or toenails painted for any kind of events, they always want fun, weird colors. Because in their heads, they're not thinking like red is appropriate and pink is appropriate and stuff. Yeah, and so yeah. between me not thinking Kim would do her nails red and not thinking Jimmy would pick it. Because I look at yeah, different yeah, colors yeah. as yeah. a vacation that's a vacation color to me. Really? Like that's the color that you go to the beach and you take a picture of your toenails with the we ocean in the background. <laughs> that funny. photo that you tweet to everybody saying, ah, we had look where I'm at. That's and funny. Bob and I whispered to each other like a million other like parts of that conversation in between the scenes. Ah. We stayed mostly in it the whole yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really fun. That's fun. But it gets so sad too when you're talking about your history and your family in it. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And I talked to Melissa Bernstein who's, who's a lovely... Um, showrunner ipso factor when you guys can't be there or yeah, when, oh absolutely uh, right. and um, oh, no, we and wouldn't be able to do it without she's Melissa. amazing and i talked to her a lot about that and i was like that's a lot of revealing for kim and yeah i love how close she plays her cards to the chest and even when they asked me about yeah. my office and and my um my apartment and i said i don't think she'd have any personal photos it's just like i don't think she yeah shows much yeah. Um, and yeah, uh, and it was point. and yeah for her that was a big reveal for her that was that was hard but um but it was nice, and it was directed so well to not be maudlin about it. Yeah. To just say it and move on. Um. Written beautifully and directed beautifully, Bradley and, uh, and Nikki. Uh, yeah. One thing else I like, one other thing I like about this scene is, and I, I, I keep twigging on this, I don't know why, but I find it interesting. Bob's character, Jimmy, is kind of effortlessly funny. Always. Yes. He is just, he, but he doesn't, but I think this is an important, a minor yet <laughs> important distinction. He doesn't go around trying to make people laugh, I don't think. He just is. He mm -hmm. just is. Jimmy is funny. He's got that Irish gift of gab, mm -hmm. and he is just funny. But it's not like he's trying to be a stand-up comic. He's, he's, not, no. he's but very this magnetic, is, the guy is. He's he very, is, he is. People are drawn to him in, in and that's like a an interesting sort of uh the, it's just an interesting sort of thing that some people take with them and some people don't yeah they just have a charisma absolutely he's got it uh, to burn as do you and uh the lovely that. right but but my point being in this particular scene this is i think about the only time ever that the character has attempted to be funny yeah and I love it, it because, uh, and I love how That's you, true, I hadn't yeah, thought yeah. of that. Because He's actually trying to amuse him. Yeah, your character says, what is it, how's it go again? And he goes, oh, <laughs> Chandler. Yeah, that was funny. You're so huge. <laughs> and it's, and it's, it's, and it really, it's, 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 I don't know why I, 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 I concentrate on that, but it's. He's trying to be That's funny, and he never otherwise tries, in my mind, to my way of thinking, he never otherwise tries to be funny. He just is yeah, without attempting it. But this is an attempt to make a pretty girl laugh is what right. it is. And the pretty girl's playing along. It's just a very sexy scene. It's just oh, very nice. God. And then it takes a serious turn. Yes. I mean, not too serious, but, I mean, uh, we learn a little something about Kim that clearly she comes, she does not come from, 
uh, she does not come from greatness. Whatever greatness she's going to achieve in her life is going to be uh, hers and hers alone because she doesn't. She didn't have some kind of. I'm I'm guessing she didn't have some kind of leg up. Right. Just just the little bit of. Uh, information she dribbles out there with mm-hmm. uh, her scumbag cousin stealing her grandma's meds yeah. and all that kind of stuff but i love so. that i mean i love that and that scene you see and that's part of what's it's great that it looks like a two-way street what they give each other like yeah. there's a reason that that he's about the only person i would say it to yeah, I mean, yeah. But she, she yeah. also helps him sort of define what his next move is going to be so I mean I yeah. love I love the idea I mean I love what you guys came up with we're having him take notes on Matlock yeah Matlock <laughs> well yes. he's doing Matlock it on suit which he drew I believe with Jennifer Bryan's help that's actually Bob his his own sketches yeah. he's a very he, good sketcher he, he took great yes. notes he's like okay the shirt is either blue or sand colored or whatever he, he looks a little like David Byrne in the uh, in the uh, in the big suit video from so, the 80s yes. <laughs> so, he's got yes. big big shoulders and so the but next, I like his we should have had him in one with leaves yeah. <laughs> so, so the next the next thing we see is a you've got a big big sort of I don't think it's a I, I think it's a wonder for a good bit of it but I don't remember um, but what it's a it? big, Which big uh, the scene, scene where in the nursing home. The, the, uh, the, uh, it sort of starts on house. the cart with the oh. Jello and the yeah. I you know, love the way don't say Jello. Yeah, don't say Jello. And, and it, it's and a gelatinous it, treat. It's a gelatinous thing made of horse hooves. Most yeah. people will oh, know. Love that. <laughs> most people will note that is the That's same delicious. nursing home that uh, Uncle Tio was at. Yeah. Yes, oh that is God, that is another that. little a little, little shout out, yep. a little visual shout out. That is exactly where Uncle Tio was when the two we'll cousins visited him. That's where he uh-huh. will end up. Where the two cousins visit him and play uh, the, with the Ouija, the Ouija board, board and yep. communicate yep. with him. But that I love the way Nikki shot this scene and and the music. Again, another shout out to Thomas G. and his crew because he put. A, uh, I can't remember if it's Guy Lombardo or somebody. It's some great big band version of the theme from The Third Man, <laughs> which uh, I think maybe my favorite movie ever. It's in the top two or three anyway. The Third Man, one of my favorite movies of all time. But this is this is the theme I've music. I've never seen it. Oh, I need to see it. Treat yourself. Anyone really? listening who has not seen The Third Man, treat yourself. Okay. But. Uh, and I've been to Vienna. When I got to go to Vienna, I took that they shot it in Vienna, and okay. I took every tour. I took a sewer tour. I walked through the sewer you where they the shot the tour. ending. Bus. I did no, every no tour. No spoiler on the thing. We haven't seen the movie, so no, no. But okay. I, but I, I took every tour. I went. There's a Third Man Museum run by a wonderful couple. Really? Uh, I saw a midnight screening of the this Third Man so in funny. Vienna. He's doing I, the Breaking Bad the, tour in Vienna. <laughs> I, I know. Well, anyone who's excited about Breaking Bad tours, this is how I feel about the third man. I was such a geek. I did every wow, tour. I, I went through the Vienna sewer, I mean, with a tour group uh, to see these amazing, uh, although most of the sewer sequence was shot in uh, London on a, on a soundstage. Oh. You can tell the difference between the uh, the cobblestone, the the uh, the, the stonework uh, the, for the real one and the fake one. So anyway, you're one of those viewers. I'm one of those people with the third man. <laughs> so, but it was not my idea to put in the third man music here. It was Thomas G's, and it's a it's I Peter. If he were here, if he didn't have to leave, he'd be seconding everything I'm saying about we. This is one of our favorite uses of music in the entire season. We really love this use of music. Love, love, love it, and I love the oh, scene. I can't wait to see it. And he's so 
marvelously charming Bob is in this scene. Yeah. He's like, hey, young man. Oh, mighty, mighty, <laughs> mighty strong grip there. Oh, that's my will right in hand. Uh, you were speaking earlier about uh, about improv. That stuff, I believe, that was some improv stuff that mm. he was, that he was, uh, that I Bob I think that's was, the only time yeah. that I, on set I would hear them tell him. That, that was he, some he, improv he stuff. But that is ad, also ad, Bob's. Ad lib stuff. And it now was it's Bob's first time where yeah. uh, he's actually wearing the Matlock suit. And yeah, he looks he's good. He's changed it up. And, and it was so cool having a little clip from uh, Matlock uh, mm -hmm. Andy Griffith I wish I could have met Andy Griffith he was I love oh, yeah, Andy Griffith and it was fun having that little clip from but Matlock. I love the, I love the the way that suit looks on Bob I think he looks real cute yeah, he, looks, he looks adorable I really, yeah. really like, like that Bob's suit. a good looking guy though He's good. Yeah, he yeah. is. He's a good-looking guy. So that's uh, we got to get you out of here. I have to uh, go. Yeah. Well, we're, this is like ten well, little Indians. Right, right, like just <laughs> right the, quick. The right quick. Guests are dropping like flies. Right here. quick. Unfortunately, it should. It, it demands more. But um, I guess sort of a little mini spoiler. There will be more. Okay. Uh, this is sort of a, like a little. Uh, a taste of what is to come. We see Mike in in the toll booth in a really great uh, toll booth. I always say that in the parking booth in I a keep really toll great booth too. Yeah, it's a parking booth. In a really it is, great. It is technically a toll booth. In, you got to pay a, a toll to get past it's it. That's true. In so. a really great time lapse. I think this is the first time lapse we've seen. I don't know if we're there anymore either. Yeah. It's, it's sort of a Breaking Bad esque That's really cool. time lapse uh, from day from night to day, and then uh, we see Mike at. At uh, the the restaurant where he met Lydia yep. uh, Loyola's, yep. which is on Central Avenue, Route 66 in Albuquerque, um, and then he go he leaves and he goes and sort of sits out in his car and scopes out a mysterious woman. Yeah, mm -hmm. and um, she knows he's there, yeah. and she actually stops the car and they have a moment. She doesn't seem creeped out. But what does that mean, Vince? Well, what is you're that? You're gonna have to wait till uh, a later episode next week. You're gonna have to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually next week. That's, next week, you know. uh, next week, uh, all will be explained. <laughs> and then he goes home, and he's watching a great old uh, Cary Grant movie. And then uh, um, he, a uh, couple of uh, police officers, a couple of police officers come to his door. door, and he says, "You guys are a long way from home." Hmm. And uh, and they say, "So are you." Barry right. Shabaka Henley. Barry mm -hmm. Shabaka Henley and and Omid Abtahi. Uh, if, and I apologize uh, if I'm pronouncing the gentleman's name wrong. But uh, wait till you see these two gentlemen next week. And Barry Shabaka Henley, who I wrote, I got to write for uh, with, in one episode of Robbery Homicide Division. We'll talk about those guys next week. They do a great job. You will see more of them. Next episode will knock your knock your eyes eyeballs back and rattle until they rattle around in the back of your, your head. I mean, it's, it's a, a medical very, condition. It's very, really get that checked out immediately. Yeah, get that checked out immediately. Uh, but it's uh, next week is a very different episode of Better Call Saul, and I can't wait. We can't wait collectively for you guys to see it. And it was broken as episode five originally. Uh, that's a good point. And, oh, it? and yeah. it became episode six instead. Mm -hmm. And uh, anyway, it's uh, we, we couldn't be more proud of this show. What's the name of it? Uh, it is called 5-0. And uh, it's a great title. Oh, and one last thing before you go. People should look you up on the Vanity Fair website. <laughs> you are so <laughs> adorable and so funny when you're pitching that how. Was fun. Tell them about it. Oh, Vanity Fair does this thing called Improv Imagination um, online that they where they ask people to uh, in <clears throat> character or supposing for another character how they would do this fictitious event. And the yeah. question they asked me when I was at the TCAs was uh, what what kind of commercials do you think Saul would have if he was allowed to have any budget and could do any commercial he wanted to do instead of his lower budget ones that we've all seen and loved. So 
I did my version of that. And it, go, it goes on a little too long, but they asked me to keep going. It so doesn't, it it so doesn't, many times. It doesn't go on too long. It's great. It's but fine. The artwork was amazing for it. Artwork was, I thought that, that might have been you. No, Because no, 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 you are no. an artist. They have a guy, they have a guy that gotcha. does all the artwork for no, that. He did He's a great really job. Great. Yeah. But, it, uh, but you, so you made all that up right on the fly. That's, see, that's hard. <laughs> see, I mean, I make up stuff for a living, but I have the benefit of having lots of time to think. Doing it on the fly. Lots of time. They told me a couple of questions that it might be. So I, I had considered things. Okay. But then when, they, when I got there and they were like, no, go ahead and tell us like what the whole commercial would look like then. Yeah. So, well, you did a great job. <laughs> thank so. you. Well, thank, thank you so you for much. Being for, here. Yeah, thanks so much for being here, Ray. It was great. Thanks for having me. I'd love to come back. Let me know. And thank, uh, thank you, Chris, for helping me out today. You got it. And, uh, Jen, for you're gonna you're gonna be on every one of them now. You're an incredible incredible resource here. You have the young, healthy brain that I used to have many decades <laughs> ago. Yes, before I you know <laughs> took a, a knife and surgically removed you're, it. You're the external hard drive, just like you said. Yes. Um, yes. Now it's in a cage, a little aquarium <laughs> in your office. Peter, who I already said thank you to, and Vince, thank you. Yeah, this was fun. This is a good one. This is fun. Good time. Uh, thank you everyone for listening. Um, we'll see you next week, and uh, I'm gonna leave it to uh, Bob. Thanks, Bob. Better call Saul. Yeah. <laughs>